I don't think we can possibly be bold enough to run ahead of the freight train that's coming at us. Kent Woodruff always has his binoculars on hand. He has a playful bounce in his step and a passionate glint in his blue eyes. As a wildlife biologist for the U.S. Forest Service in northern Washington state, Kent is working vigorously to adapt the Metau Valley to the oncoming freight train that is climate change. Kent's dedication flows from fervor found as a teen. On the first Earth Day in April of 1970, Kent was struck by a profound sense of love for the earth. So, he grabbed a bedsheet from his mom's closet. And I painted it. I painted a globe on there, and, uh, and you know, blue and, and green and everything, and, and then wrote, Save the Earth. He displayed the sign stretched between two stakes in his front yard. He had awoken a lifelong drive to care for the earth. In the last several years, Kent's labor of love has been the Metau Beaver Project which reintroduces beavers into streams. Beavers are ecosystem engineers. Their gnawing tendencies benefit the whole landscape by restoring natural functions. Beaver dams create ponds that provide habitat and water storage. That's important in the Metau, where forests are threatened by wildfire. Across the West, wildfires are intensifying because of a couple of factors. The first is fire suppression. In 1910, the devastating Big Burn fire season generated fear and precipitated the current Forest Service policy of extreme fire suppression, or putting out fires. Suppression protects homes, but it allows fine fuels, such as needles and small branches, to build up on the ground. This natural kindling amasses until it ignites forests all the way up to the top of the trees, killing even the most fire-resistant species. The second factor is the freight train Kent mentioned, climate change. In the Metau Valley, climate change means less precipitation and snowpack in conjunction with hotter summers. With less water for sap, trees are unable to flush out beetles, leaving vast numbers of dead trees to dry out, just waiting to burn. Cumulatively, suppression and climate change increase the scale of fires dramatically. At 8,000 acres, the 1994 Thunder Mountain Fire was considered large. Then, the Tripod Fire of 2006 set a new state record at 175,000 acres. In 2014, several fires merged together to create a fire complex called the Carlton Complex Fire. It consumed 256,000 acres. In 2015, the Okanagan Complex Fire charred over 300,000 acres, making it the largest wildfire complex in Washington history. Looking across a panorama of burnt forest, Kent described the landscape as hundreds of thousands of acres of black toothpicks. The freight train is upon us, and it has painted the hills black. 
These fires and the accelerating force of climate change add to the pile of worries Kent already has about the rapid decline of species he's seeing across the Metau. I parked right there at that switchback and then I walked up on the hill on the 7th of April and I wrote in my journal how my vision of always making an improvement in the places where I live, for the first time I began to realize that I am not going to be able to do that. That was the, that was the moment of discovery for me that climate change is, is bigger than me. Epiphanies don't happen unfounded. Kent watched the fire jump fire lines on the afternoon of July 16th 2014. He went home, unsure what the next day would bring. I woke up the next morning at 4.30 and started driving and just said, oh my God. Everything from here to the bottom of the valley was on fire. I was driving over power poles on fire in the road. Rather than standing by as wildfire, drought, and climate change threatened to undo his wildlife conservation work, Kent used these mounting pressures to fuel his work. This is where the beavers come back in. In a valley shadowed by climate change, beavers may not seem relevant. But then I began to say, you know, the beaver project that I'm working on is, has got a component of climate adaptation at least, making things a little better. And I committed to that like nobody's business. That was the point when the Metau Beaver Project turned from an aquatic ecosystem restoration project to a climate adaptation initiative. The project shifted its focus from returning the landscape to a historical state to preparing the land to mitigate some of the impacts of climate change. After several years of work, but with just a fifth of historic pre-European fur trade populations, the beavers are already altering the landscape to be more adaptable. And it's working. We're storing water. With wildfires in the Metau increasing in intensity each year, beaver ponds that act as fire breaks are more important now than ever. The structurally extraordinary dams they create result in ponds which raise the water table. This means the trees in the expanded riparian area a stream and its rich green banks, have access to more moisture and thus are more fire resistant. So riparian vegetation is cooler and moister always. Beavers are restoring ecosystem functions and resiliency in fire-prone ecosystems one dam at a time. Like beavers, humans can also undertake a small subset of the juggernaut called climate change. Kent is using his defined set of wildlife management skills to approach a bite-sized project. With urgency, he is encouraging others to join his team and utilize their own skills to contribute just a little bit. I do have to concentrate on recruiting a thousand cooperators in climate adaptation to, to work on all of our landscapes, and even if it's a couple tiny steps forward each, that's still several thousand steps forward for, for all of us. For National
National Public Lands Radio, I'm Griffin Kronk.